finally, on Sunday night, you and I put out a quick little, I say quick, I think it was 20-minute uh, post-race on Talladega. Talladega is your favorite race of the year. It's my favorite race of the year. It's not even close. Uh, there's several tracks we both like to go to and both like to watch, but we don't miss one lap at Talladega. Uh, and, and as we said on, on Sunday night, we were certainly entertained, but we got to hit some more high points here. Uh, the, the first the first thing we need to we need to discuss is why these dumbasses want to start racing at lap 12, lap lap 14, lap 22, uh, and and start getting squirrely at the front of the field. And, and Billy Bradley, we've thought about it now for a damn near week, and we saw what happened at Daytona. And I still don't have a damn clue why we're doing that. Do you, Billy Bradley? Other than they want they want to get those stage points, stage wins are so. I mean, we saw it. Stage one. They were, it got dicey early, and then right about eight to go, that's when all hell started breaking loose. Stage two, same way. Then we start off stage three, the first 60 laps, and what do they do? Single file all the way around. I can understand, you know, 10 laps left in the stage. If you're riding around there, you know, 25th, 26th, and you want to see, especially in the first stage, and you're trying to see what kind of car you got, yeah. moving up through the field it certainly certainly makes sense to me. And if you're in the top ten, uh, you know, maybe 12, 13, 14, somewhere in there, and you're, you got three laps to go, four laps to go, five laps to go, whatever, and if you got a chance that you're going to, you know, you're about ready to fall out of the top ten, maybe you can get up in the top ten, okay, that, that makes sense to me. But on lap 25 of 60, to, to be doing foolishness like that at the front is, number one, I think it's reckless, number one. But number two, I, I think it is wildly, um, wildly uh, uh, risky, and, and it puts other people at risk. It puts team owners I, – I mean, let's put it this way. Um, Roger Penske told his boys, hey, enough of that shit at Daytona. When we get to Talladega – uh, we're going to do this different. And oh, by the way, they came out and won the race. I just—it doesn't make any sense to me. Now, Rob, sitting there in the garage, I mean, is there—is there many ways? Is, can you give me a reason where, with at, at lap twenty of sixty, a team would say, "Hey, get up there and race like hell for second position." I, to me, it doesn't make any damn sense. But is there something that maybe we're missing? Uh, well, okay, when. Under the current circumstances, whereas we don't practice, we don't qualify, and there's a competition yellow at, I believe it was lap 25, why in the absolute world you would race the shit out of each other toward the front or anywhere in the field with five before the – you know the yellow's coming out. You know you're getting a competition yellow. You're going to have to pit for fuel for the stage anyway, so the competition yellow takes that out. You know, you don't have to worry about a green flag stop. You, you know, you're going to pit on lap, you know, lap, the cars are going to come out 25. You're going to come down pit road lap 27, and you can make it to the end of the stage. Why, why you would race hard and take a chance on tearing up your shit before the end of the first stage is beyond me. I don't have, I, and, may, and maybe I'm, hey, maybe I'm missing something, but that doesn't make sense to me. Okay. Well, that makes me feel better. Uh, that makes me feel um, a lot better. <laughs> now, now to to uh, to address what you guys were talking about earlier. Now, ten to go on a stage, I get it. Stage yeah. points are huge. 
Because stage points, for those that don't know, stage points are with you no matter where you finish. Let's say yeah. you finish fifth and you pick up five stage points. Mm-hmm. Well, if you finish 20th in the race, it's like finishing 15th because yeah. you got five points. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, those stage points stick, are, are in your bank, your point bank, no matter where you finish. It's a bonus for running in the top ten. So I get with ten to go in a stage, you know, late in the stage, you want to get some points, you know, you're in a position to do it. Uh, now, as everybody saw, especially with the six, and this is, this is Ryan's deal, we don't worry about that. It's a big picture. It's a big picture race for us. Yeah. Um, and so – you know, he, he rode around in the back and stayed in that backpack. And, and he especially, like, he got up in there and mixed it up a few times. But he saw when he saw crazy things start happening, he was out of there. Yeah. Out of there. Now, yeah. again, going back to your point, why you would race that way so early, I have no earthly idea. No earthly yeah. idea. Because you're not, you're not going to win the race on lap 20. You're not going to yeah. win the race on lap 60. Yeah. Okay. You win the race on lap 188, 189, whatever it is. 188 is the official distance. But you yeah. win the race when the black and white checkered flag falls. That's when you win the race. That's the only lap you win the race on. You can lose the race on any lap before that. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, that, that's a good point. You, you can't win it until the last one, but you can lose it on every one before that. Yeah. Um, if you're looking at a risk versus reward, it's kind of a, a dumb thing. Now, Rob, Billy and I talked on Sunday, and we, we won't harp on this for a whole lot, but it is clear that these stage ends where you got these stage points, I mean, they mean a lot. To anybody in the first, well, at, at Talladega, if you're in the top 20, um, you got a shot. You, you've got a, you got a shot to make it in the top ten, right? I mean, it, it, it can happen there with just a few laps to go. But it seems like the last several plate races or spacer taper, uh, spacer tapered, uh, tapered yeah, spacer races we've been to, um, we 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 lose a couple cars every damn stage break. Um, and, and and I'm not against it necessarily, but are we putting too much emphasis on these? Uh, tapered spacer tracks with with having the the, the stage points does that need no. to be looked at is that no. something that okay absolutely Go ahead. not and and, okay. and I'll and I'm sorry to interrupt you but no you Go ahead. you can't adjust your point rules for for four races in the year you can't do that that's yeah. now now you're really playing with I mean there, there there's enough people out there enough purists out there that are upset about this whole stage racing thing and whatever. And you know what? And there's good and bad to it. You know, sure. there, there's things I like about it. There's things I don't like about it, but it doesn't matter. This is where we are. These are the cards are dealt and it's the same for everybody. So take it for what it's worth. It changes the strategy through the race. You know what I mean? Compared to before we started doing it. So that said, um, it, it doesn't need to be revisited. But what makes it different than Martinsville or Charlotte or Texas, or Phoenix, or wherever, or any of these other tracks, what makes it different is the fact that you run in such a big group, and you can change 10 positions in a lap. That's why it is a, you have a shot at, hey, you know, we don't run, you know, 
we don't run so well on the short tracks and we don't run or we don't run so well at the mile and a half or whatever, but we got a shot at getting stage points at the speedways because, you know, we can do it there. So you're, you know, to use the old saying, you make hay when the sun shines. Well, if I can get some stage points at Talladega and Daytona and I'm running 15th and there's five to go in the stage, I'm going to make a move and try to get some points. But you also, and it's back to what you said, Dan, it's back to risk versus reward. Are those, three, four, five, eight stage points worth taking a chance on killing your car and finishing the race? Yep. Maybe, maybe not. It all depends on your stance. I don't think yep. it is. I don't yep. think five stage points is I'd worth get... destroying your race car and having a DNS. That's just me. I've got a Go question ahead. here. Uh, you know, on, today is the, the what would have been the 70th birthday of the biggest badass in racing, Dale Earnhardt. Mm-hmm. We, since we lost him, we've seen so much improvements on these race cars. They're almost like they're almost bulletproof. We saw Austin Dillon at Daytona, the motor yep. come rolling out of it. We saw yep. Newman upside down at Daytona. We saw a bad wreck this weekend. Yep. Are the drivers that so much comfortable at ease that they feel bulletproof that they're not scared to make these moves and put? their cars in jeopardy that say, hey, I can survive this crash. Are, are, are you asking me? Yeah, that's what I'm asking. No, I don't think that's the case. I, I, I don't think, I, to be quite honest with you, I don't, and I could be wrong, I don't think that, hey, this car is bulletproof and I'm going to make this move and if I wreck, I wreck. I don't think that's part of the mentality. Right. Okay. I think I just, the mentality is points, position, win. Yeah. They know the cars are safe. Exactly. But but I don't think that's and I could be wrong because again, I'm no cup driver and I'm not yeah. pretending to be and I'm not pretending to be in their head. But I I don't think their mentality is looking at, well, I'm going to go ahead and make this crazy ass move that I saw on a cartoon because I think it'll work <laughs> because the car's safe. Yeah. I don't think that's in their I don't think that's in their mentality. They're looking at points position hey if i get if i can you know there, there's spotters in their ear saying all right man you got a hole coming there's a run coming but you know you know they're three back three back you know go to the bottom if you want it and they're making that move because the bottom's got momentum or the top's got momentum or whatever they're making that move to get their position to get their points you know toward the end of the stage or toward the end of the race that's where their mentality is yeah now, if, if, and, and if any of those cats out there happen to listen to this and they say lopes man You've been in this sport, you know, since Ben Hur has been racing chariots. You know, what are you thinking? Then please, by all means, say, hey, Lopes, man, we actually do think, hey, these cars are safe, so we're going to go ahead and make a cartoon, you know, make a Wiley Coyote move. Well, then, okay, <laughs> that's your business, man, because you guys are the ones sitting in the seat. But well, Billy, I would, I, you know, so, but, but that's just my opinion. Billy, I, I know exactly what you're saying because, um, and and I and I certainly get um, Rob's perspective as well. But I think I think we got a couple different things going on here. When when we saw Carl Edwards do his, as Mike Bagley called it, the bonsai move at Talladega, to kiss off the wall, to um, uh, you know, to cream off of it, to try to get you know, past the slingshot past them, uh, he wasn't worried about dying in that car because there was a safer wall there. Now that doesn't mean that I, you know I think these guys are going out there you know thinking they're 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 never going to die in a car exactly. accident but yeah. but 
but there's no there's no concrete wall over there, and it absolutely has changed some driver style from what we saw, uh, you know, before Dale Earnhardt's death. I, and, and I do agree with you that some of that is in play, but I think stage points has changed the game on and, – and if you win and, and you got enough points, you're in – I think that's changed the entire mentality. I mean, sometimes, you know, these guys that used to race back in the day, hell, sometimes this championship was won five weeks before we got there because it was all about being steady, all about being consistent. And today, consistency doesn't necessarily guarantee you anything. Um, Consistency will get you in the playoff. You'll point your way in, but it ain't going to get you to the final four. But you're probably not going to win in consistency. Just right. an example of how important these stage points are. Michael McDowell climbed up four spots to 13th after Talladega from getting stage points in all these stages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he and he's been he's been falling like a stone since Daytona. Yeah, against Michael McDowell. Right. But that, it's not like they you know they've been steady Eddie through all these other races. No, and, and we said that. They come out at Daytona, they won the race. They came out yeah. the road course, hey, they finished, I think, uh, 12th or something, and they've been going backwards and backwards and backwards because that's what that team is going to do with the level that they're at and that sort of thing. But when you take it to Talladega, it's a completely different story. Now they got a chance to win, and they know that more than anybody because they did in Daytona. Look at a guy like, like Ryan yeah, Preet. won the biggest race of the year. Ryan Priest has been largely under the radar, and he was up front, Billy Bradley, almost the whole damn day. Um, getting it done. Getting he was done. absolutely getting it done. And Michael McDowell was up there, and you saw a lot of people. I mean, I, listen, Talladega is such a wild card, and that is exactly. part of what makes Hell, it so special. Bubba Wallace. Bubba Wallace came all the way from the back to, to the front and was leading. So, I mean, yeah. Well, we got to talk. Bubba Wallace is going to be a big piece of this thing, Billy Bradley. I, to see, um, you know, the, the wreck with Joey Logano coming over the front of his hood. I mean, I and you, I texted about it. You know, another 16 inches difference in heights, and and, and Sunday might have been one of the worst days in our uh, lives. You know? I, I think I think 16 inches is gracious. Yeah, because I'm yeah, going to tell you something right now. That that car lands. And I'm sorry to break in here on you, Dan, but that car, two inches uh, further down, further forward, further back, and the 23 is done for the day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If that, yeah. If that car lands on the hood on top of the airbox, that car is done for the day. If that car lands on the roof as hard as, you know, hard, yeah. that car is done for the day. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there for you while we're on the topic before we go any further. What happened to the 23 helped his day. Yeah, well, we said that, that too. It pushed the front of that roof down. Yeah. And, dude, that's what we – listen, when you build those cars and you're yeah. building all these tolerances and you're trying to take advantage of all the tolerances that NASCAR will give you, you want the front of that roof as low as you can get. You want the back of the roof as high as you can get on a super speedway yeah. car. And then all of yep. a sudden you get a little help there. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> yeah. I well, said that. As soon as it happened and he was still rolling and they fixed it and blah, 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 I looked yeah. at that. I said, that 23 is going to run like a scalded dog now. I said, you watch and see. Well, it did. In front and of that roof down, about... I said, or, you know, the front of that, yeah, the front of the roof down, I'm like, shit. Well, <laughs> before we uh, talk about Logano, let's talk about Bubba Wallace uh, and, and, and the 43, Rob, because this is a – Billy and I – 
went through the pages of our mind, and we cannot remember ever in the history of our uh, – um, the first Talladega race I saw was on ABC Wild World of Sports in, like, 76, and they cut it up in little pieces. But I can never you remember. Were you 18 then? What were you, 18, 19? <laughs> yeah, 36. Um, oh, no, you were but, 36 uh, and 76. Right, right, right. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I can't remember ever a time where tires played that big a part, and you absolutely saw Bubba Wallace and uh, and Eric Jones go backwards there on that on that last section there, and and it and I was surprised by that. Am I missing something, Rob, or did tires actually really mean something no. this time? I don't think tires had anything to do with it because I mean, listen, I'm going to tell you right now, we took the, we took tires off and had 50 some laps on them. Yeah. You know, because you, you know, we, we, you know, everybody made a few only stop. You know, whatever you put 50 laps on a set of tires or 40 laps on a set of tires, they still had the mold lines in them, man. Center line was fine. Damn. No. Well, hell, no. I'm I'm gonna. I, I tires. I don't think tires have ever made that big a difference at Talladega, except in a driver's mind. Not you. Okay. From a performance well, standpoint, no. Well, I'm, I'm I'm glad you brought up the driver's mind, Billy. I didn't see it pre-race, and you told me about it after after the race where Bubba Wallace, um, I guess the next day, Bubba Wallace like was listening to his headset and pushed a TV camera away or whatever. Uh, but you texted me um, about Bubba Wallace's Twitter. What would you? I wouldn't call it a tirade, but I guess it was maybe um, an explanation or 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 something. What would you call it, Billy? Well, I mean. Well, I don't know. I don't, could, you could probably call it a tirade because he was, uh, and I think it happened like Monday afternoon, not Monday morning, like it was late Monday afternoon, mm-hmm. that he was tired of hearing people talk about how he didn't want to give an interview. Uh, he All of a sudden, he just looked up and saw a camera in his face and just kind of shoved it away, but you know, you and I both know that you don't just – there ain't just one camera. There's a whole crew of guys that's involved behind that camera. You just don't see a camera pop up in your face. He had to see people walking up pit road and knew exactly what was going on. Uh, hey, Billy, Rob, can I add to that, Dan? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, I was going to ask you next. And here's the, and here's the other thing. And, and I, I didn't know anything about this, but just listen to what you guys just said. And this is just my two cents. Bubba, do you really think in Talladega after last year that they're not going to put a camera on you? That you're not going to get an interview? Did you really think that, man? Come on, dude. Well, I'm going to put it like this. Um, The next race, next Talladega race after all that happened, it's not the year after. It's the next Talladega race. It's the next race. That happened in the fall. Did, yeah. yeah. Did, did, did you think they weren't going to put a camera on you? And now you're with a new team, and you know you're running better, and you know you got all this yeah. going on. Did you think they weren't going to put a camera in your face? Come on, dude. Be honest with this, yourself. Bubble wall. I mean, I mean if, if you don't, if, if you want to turn down the publicity, you go right ahead because all you're doing is you're going to cut your own throat. Because yeah. it, you know what? You take the publicity. Dale Earnhardt said it himself. Speaking of Dale Earnhardt, hey, whether they're booing or cheering, they know you're here. And any publicity is good publicity because they're talking about you. So listen, man. If you want to go ahead and play the martyr, then play the martyr. But at some point, 
this that gravy train stops. You can ask any anybody. The gravy train stops sooner or later because the skill that these fellas have that sit in them seats is a perishable skill. That's why you don't I, see uh, no 80, 90-year-old race car drivers. When this when Billy brought this to my attention, all all I could see is just the little crybaby Bubba Wallace, and I've, that I've called him out to be several times. Um, number one, what, what what you just said, Rob. Obviously, we're going to talk about it because of what happened last year. Number well, two, um, he's sitting there. Um, he's sitting there in Michael Jordan's car. His PR team does the dumbest shit after every race. I know this is why you were laughing, Billy. Uh, they knew we were there. Um, oh, they yeah. knew we were here. Like, um, but to get on Twitter afterwards and to bring up his depression and that he's dealing with heavy things before he gets in a race car at Talladega quite possibly may be the dumbest thing that dumb fuck has ever said. If oh. I'm uh, a car and and I hear my driver talking about how he was depressed and going through uh, mental bullshit and all that kind of stuff in one of the most dangerous places on the planet in a race car, um, and, and, he, and he just you know, and, and he throws the depression card out there. And I, I'm not listen. I know people who are depressed, all that kind of stuff. But it instead of just saying, you know what, man, hell, I don't know what I was thinking. Of course they're going to interview me at Talladega. <laughs> and just kind of laugh and go off on it. It's over. But to, to to not take some sort of responsibility for 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 being a prick, and then to to say something like that is it's it's degrading to people, in my opinion, that actually deal with things and who don't. I mean, here he is out there making a shit ton of money and blaming depression on the reason why he slapped the camera out of his way oh, right before he goes and races in probably the most dangerous race in NASCAR circuit. And I think it was chicken shit, and I think he was told to probably say something about it, and then he dumbass came out there and he said this. And my guess is, if I'm Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan is the master at mental preparedness. He absolutely, if you watch any of his things, he 100% – manipulated everybody on his team with his mental focus to make them better. And Bubba Wallace is his fucking driver. And Bubba Wallace is going to say shit like that out there, that right before the biggest race, that the, the most ex- – oh, and we know where, this, where we were at this race last year, and he's going to say that shit? If I'm Michael Jordan, I'm so goddamn mad, I, I don't know what I'm doing. And I thought of all the dumb shit Bubba Wallace has done, that might have been the dumbest. And and I'll say it again, I don't know if I'm not a race car driver. I rarely break the fucking speed limit. Um, I think I've got two speeding tickets in my entire life. Both of them, I think, were probably before I was 22. Um, yeah, so I, I don't have any. Week. I've seen you drive. <laughs> well, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, I don't know. I'm just messing But I tell you this, um, if I'm a competitor and I'm listening to Bubba Wall say he wasn't in the right mind frame but, uh, oh, yeah. minutes before he gets in the car at oh, Talladega. Yeah. At Talladega, I don't like that. I'm um, going. Hey, if I'm a competitor, I'm gonna live rent free in your kitchen the rest of the year. Well, that's another good point. For the rest of the year, I'll do whatever the, the, I can to get inside your head just to screw you up, man. But here's and, the thing: you watch him come from after he said that. Go back and watch the race. You watch the way he drives that car to the front. There's nobody 
in their right mind that's not thinking straight is get in the car. And I've never driven a race car, but I know I couldn't do what he done in just a few laps with my head hey, not right. If he was having a bad day and Joey Logano's car damn near hits him, uh, a guy that was having a bad mental day like he claims he was drives his ass in the back. He doesn't go up there and push it and, and push and, and drive aggressively as he did. That just doesn't make sense to me. It just Everything that he said was, was to me, a big-ass lie. Now, I don't know that it was, but it just doesn't add up. Just like when NASCAR's stupid ass went down there and called the FBI on a noose that they knew was there the year before. It's the wow. same dumb shit. It doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense. And I wish the guy would just shut his fucking mouth about that stuff and just do his job, do his business. Because what he does is people who do deal with things, they hear Bubba Wallace say shit like this at that time and, and, and not take ownership of anything that his actions did. He should have said, you know what, man, I, I can't believe that. Because guess what, Billy? He ended up talking to Jeff Gordon after a stage. Yep, right after he won. No problem. No problem whatsoever, and I just I just thought it was very very weird, and, I, and I'm disappointed in Bubba because I want to see him do well. Hell, we were both pulling for for Bubba to win. We would have been fine if Bubba won down there. Jimmy Wags, his brother and his father were in the stands. Could you imagine what how, how I mean? I never saw Dale Jr. win. I, I would imagine this would have been up there, maybe even bigger than seeing a Dale Jr. win for for Wags and his family. And I, and and to see him come out and do that, it just all the good he does gets taken away really quick in my eyes for saying dumb, asinine things like that, that that don't mean a hill of shit to what actually he was doing. He was being a prick. He was bothered. I, I can't believe that he didn't think a camera was being there. And if he had just come out and made light of it, huh, man, I missed an opportunity to, to talk about my Beats by Dre, uh, which he did mention, you know, at the yeah. same time he talked about his depression. I just I, yeah. I thought it was terrible. Hey, I was just listening to my Beats by Dre. Yeah. <laughs> Not, not. I was listening to my music and yeah. getting, trying to get in the zone. No, I was listening to my Beats by Dre. Why? Because that's one of my sponsors, man. That's a personal service agreement. Come on, man. I, listen, I, I just want to throw this in here real quick because I'm in the sport, and, I, and, yeah. and this is my mentality. Mm-hmm. I don't know the guy. I've waved to him. I said hey to him, you know, because that's who I am. I say hey to everybody yeah. when I walk by. And I mean, and I know a lot of people just because I've been in the sport for a long time. So I know a lot of people. And I say hi to the cats. Like, if I, when I walk past Ryan Priest, he don't know me from Adam. Yeah. He don't know me from Man on the Moon. But I say, hey, man, what's up? You know? Yeah. And there's so many cats that are driving cars. You know, like Harvick, I work with him. You know, yeah. hey to him. You know, you, you know, there's some of these guys I know. Uh, so it's like, hey, you know, and they, and they know me. Hey, Lopes, man, how's it going? Hey, cool, man. You know, hey, what's up? You know, have a good day, good luck, whatever. I don't know, Bubba. I never spoke with him, nothing. I said hi to him a couple times. Why? Just out of respect. Hey, man, what's going on? Because he's one of the guys. Mm-hmm. But I don't know his deal. I don't know what's going on. And listen, do your job, dude. Do your job. Don't don't play the game. Don't make yourself into a martyr. Don't make yourself into a victim. Do your job. That's all. Yeah. Because it, it, the really the really jacked up thing about this is is this in this deal we're at the top of the food chain in motorsports in North America. We are the top of the food chain. Do your job. This isn't a participation trophy sport, man. 
And you know what, Bubba? Everybody's dealing with shit. There's yeah. cats. There's other cats up and down that up and down that grid that are getting the same kind of seat that you're getting in that are dealing with shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well everybody's dealing with shit. <laughs> Everybody is, man. There's cats so working on your race car that are probably dealing with shit you can't even comprehend, and they're putting your race car together. That's what I was going to say. You know, in all reality, you know, every time, I mean, all these NASCAR drivers, they're professionals. They live their lives just like you and I. They got family problems outside yep. that car. They, they, they may act like it. They don't. Or not even act like it. You, we may not think they You'll never know. You will never know. Yeah, you'll never know. That's what I'm saying. Why? And why? Because that's what... They don't tell everybody. Exactly. They don't tell everybody. Why? Because you don't need to tell everybody. Yeah. There's a reason it's called personal business, because it's personal. Well, I guess part of my biggest frustration is, Billy, you and I were 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 pissed at NASCAR and sponsors uh, five years ago when Bubba Wallace couldn't find a ride. We were like, well, what the fuck would you not want to put this guy in a ride for? I mean, I, this is a, a sponsor's fucking dream to put somebody who is disadvantaged in a car and, and do something. And, and Bubba Wallace basically crying about how he can't get an opportunity. Well, now he has an opportunity. He's got the biggest and, opportunity of his career right now. Yeah. And he, and he now, pushes now's, the camera now's out not of the time, Now's not the time to play the, the what was me card. And I'm, not, and I'm not making light of him by any stretch. Don't, of course I, I don't not. Want no, yeah. Me wrong. Not. I want you guys to get me wrong. I am not making light of any of this. Yeah, but I now is what. not the time for the what was me card, for the – Oh, you know, I'm just trying to do this, and I'm dealing with a lot of shit. Dude, everybody's dealing with a lot of shit. You're in the yeah, best opportunity like, of your career. It's the American dream. He, just like You're he damn right. And, and he's, and got, and he's got a damn good shot at it. And pretty much at the top, he's the fifth JGR team the way I look at it. Yes. Yeah. I um. This is the last thing I'll say on the bubble walls matter. Yeah, I would feel a lot I'd feel a lot better about it if Bubba Wallace had a foundation that dealt with depression. Because the only time I feel like I hear it out of his mouth when it's, oh, is when it's yeah. convenient for an excuse. And if it's that big a deal to bring up every time there's a little bit of hardship, you'd think maybe he'd he'd pour some time and effort into it to maybe uh, bring awareness to it, except for when it's convenient for him. And 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 even if he's uh, even if he's not using it as a convenience. His actions make it perceptible that it could be, and, and, if, and, and he's the one that can control that. I can't control that. You, you guys can't control that. If he feel, feels that big about it, and he, by the way, has a big fucking platform that most of the drivers in that garage don't, uh, I, I just I would feel a lot better about it if platform, he did something. He's got one of the biggest names in all of sports as his owner. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, well, and, oh, and I'm sorry, it. and the other owner – might be a pretty decent race car driver himself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think what Bubba and his PR team needs to do is quit saying after a 19th place finish, they know we were here and, and they need to say, Bubba, I, I bring up this depression shit uh, some other time uh, as well. Um, it, 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 and talk about it and try to help some people instead of trying to use that as an excuse. Now, 
we, Hold we, on. We'll, I got one more thing, and, and yeah. I don't know if it, if it came out on Radioactive or what, but, you know, obviously we scan, you know, everybody on pit road is scanning damn near everybody now. Uh, apparently, when that whole uh, 22 thing happened, uh, he got on the radio, the driver of the 23, got on the radio after the 22, you know, caught the top of his uh, top of his roof and said, they're like, man, you okay? You know, blah, blah, blah. They're talking to him. And he's like, I can tell you this. He goes, my underwear is in worse shape than my car is. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Something yeah. to that effect. That's not verbatim. But it was something to that effect. And, I'm, I mean, and if you watch the race and you saw the in-car, yeah. talk about Pucker Factor Zulu. Holy cow. Yeah, and Billy and I talked Sunday how that we were actually impressed that after seeing that, that Bubba Wallace seemed to focus and um, uh, and and he took off like a bat out of hell, and that's the kind of thing that would absolutely ruin somebody's day. Let's talk about what Joey Logano said after his wreck, Billy. Did did you hear what he said? Oh yeah, uh, bubble. Uh, um, I'm sorry. Uh, Joey Logano comes out and says, "Well, I guess that's just a product of this. I hate this type of racing. Uh, you know, this is just the way it's going to be. Something's got to change." Blah blah blah. And Billy, that's the biggest blockingest motherfucker on the planet. And <laughs> man. That, that that son of a bitch has a has the nerve to say something like that. Well, the clips tore off their shit, and he's won the race. He ain't talking about the product of this racing. That's yeah. exactly what. And, he, and you're thought. right. He is the blockingest son of a bitch out there. And nothing against him. He's a Ford driver. I, that's another one. I said hi to the cat. I don't really know him. Yeah. But he is a blocking son of a bitch, man. On a super freeway, a blocking son of a bitch. Well, I've got this little theory, and this this theory is based on nothing but 40 years of watching drivers. And guys like Joey Logano and guys like Kyle Busch and guys like old Kurt Busch and guys like um, the uh, Dale Sr., the Intimidator, uh, you can go up and down damn near every champion we've had in NASCAR, and they got one thing in common, and that is, when they get on the track, they think it's their track and it's their race to lose. And, and it's, it's narcissistic, but it's also yeah. the mentality you got to have to be at the top of that sport. If you think Absolutely. that somebody's better than you or you don't think you can get the job done, uh, there's a 99.9% chance you're correct. But if you go out there and you know, hey, I'm the best out here, goddammit, I should win every race. I can't believe that guy did that to me. That's the kind of the mentality that these, these great NASCAR drivers have Joey Logano is a great NASCAR driver, uh, but Joey Logano has got some of that DW itis. Billy Bradley, he, he's never done anything wrong, and everybody else is always doing bad shit except for him. And I and I think that's very characteristic of um, uh, of a of a champion and a big time NASCAR driver. Now you can look at guys like David Reagan. David Reagan was probably the least. Um, uh, intimidating kind of guy out there, very and that sort of thing. But very unassuming. Very but when unassuming. he got on the racetrack, uh, he damn sure when he had the he car. I mean, he he went out there and did it. I mean, I, yeah. he. I mean, he he. That's and you have to have that kind of mentality. But to hear Joey Logano say that, Bailey, I, I literally laughed out loud, not the LOL kind. I literally laughed out loud. I said, who, who the fuck is this talking? I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I said when I yeah, heard something, the interview. Something's got to change, and something's got to change because, you know, yeah, I got turned around sideways this time, yeah. and I wasn't leading and blocking or whatever, 
But yeah. how many super speedway races have you won where you damn near wrecked the field going from yeah. the going from the fence to the yellow line? Everyone. It's all right when they're wrecking in your rear view. And and you know, and you win the race and it's like, yeah, 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 but meanwhile there's dudes that got the clips tore off their shit and you're not saying, you know what, hey man, I hate it for them cats back there that wrecked, you know, trying to come to the front, but that's a product of this. You know what, you say that in Victory Lane, I'll buy it. Yeah. Well, the well when you say that, you, when and, you uh, say that when you get turned sideways, and, oh man, it's a product of racing. Something's got to change. Shut up, man. <laughs> and yeah. nothing against. And, and again, this is another cat I don't know personally. I said hey to him, and he's a Ford driver. But shit, man, come on, dude, come on. Yeah. Um, we were going to talk about Jennifer Joe Cobb, but let me just let me. I, I, I got bourbon to drink and a cigar to smoke, and let me just say this. All right. Um, so, so what you're saying is you got to hurry up? Yeah. Yeah, I want to be All done with right, this sorry. podcast. I think the, the announcement that Jennifer Jo Cobb was going to raise was probably a PR stunt. There was no way in hell she was ever going to get uh, behind – or her first cup race was going to be a freaking Talladega, for Christ's sake. Are, are we all on the same – are we all on the same page about this? There was no – and there was no way she should have gotten an opportunity there, correct? Well, well yeah, I agree. Like you said, no, Billy. The, the announcement came out. Like the week before Talladega race, not the week of that they were putting her in a car. She hadn't even been approved yet, and it was either last year or the year before. I just remember NASCAR telling you can't use the discrimination thing about a girl because it was just a few years ago that they denied someone else to think not to be. They Rob, correct me if I'm wrong, but I would think this is a, a pretty familiar thing for somebody that say, hey, I'm going to go race Tal Vegas. Well, I, I, I'll say this. I know there's an approval process, and obviously, you know, you don't come out of uh, Modifieds or, you know, the K&N series and just get into a cup car or Legends cars or whatever. You don't get into a cup car. Um, you know, you work your way up. It, 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 it's like it, the best example I can come up with is, is uh, professional baseball. You don't how many ca- how many kids have you ever heard of coming right out of college or right out of high school right to the big leagues? About one percent, if that. And we're Maybe. talking over the hit over the hit man yeah, one percent over the history of baseball. Yeah, not a year. But okay, you you've got JJC, and you know she she's been she's been driving trucks for a, you know for years. She's been around all these racetracks. She's been around Talaga, you know, in in a truck. That's fine. To make your cup debut at Talladega, uh, I don't see the logic. I really don't. I really don't. I mean, yeah. I mean, even if you, even if that was your forte, is like you were like you know how you have the road course ringers. If you were the speedway ringer. And yeah. the only time you, the only time you were on the, you know, on the truck series roster, you know, on the truck series lineup or the Xfinity series lineup or whatever, was Super Speedway, and that was your gig. Yeah. Maybe. But the fact that you all of a sudden you, you know, you're a full time, you're a full time truck driver, and all of a sudden it's like, are oh, you going to make your cup debut at Talladega? Hold up. Hold up. Come on, man. Let's use a little sense here. Yeah, that doesn't uh, that doesn't make any sense. Well, well, 
and this is my and and this is my thought process on this. In the Cup Series, you legitimately had twenty to twenty. I'll, I'll say fifteen to twenty legitimate winners. Yeah. Fifteen to twenty legitimate winners week in and week out. Fifteen yep. to twenty. Yeah. In the cups or in the Xfinity series, you have eight to ten. Yeah. Without without cup guys in there. That's eight, that's to, ten, eight yeah. to ten. Eight to ten cars can legitimately win week in week out. In the truck series, I'd say six. Yeah. And and unfortunately. JJC is not one of those. Now, I'm not saying she's not talented. I'm not saying she she doesn't deserve a shot. But Talladega is not the place for the debut. Because I can tell you this. Them cats, I remember having this conversation. Uh, again, I'm a little seasoned. I remember having this conversation with a young man who was transitioning from uh, the Bush series to the Cup series or the Xfinity series, you know, I'm dating myself. And, you know, and had, you know, he had a chip on his shoulder, which you got to have. Yeah. But it, I was like, listen, man. And I was just sitting there and I was just sitting there being me because I was listening to the conversation and I was just like shaking my head. And he just kind of looked at me and, and I'm like, hey, dude. I said, let me tell you something. I said, Right now, I said, you're a big fish in a small pump. I said, them cats in the Cup Series are freaking vultures. Vultures. I said, yep. they don't give a shit who you think you are. Yeah. They don't care. I said, them cats that are in the Cup Series that have been doing it for two, three, five, ten years, I said, you think you're hot shit with, and with that yellow stripe on your bumper? Shit. Oh yeah. man, I'm yeah. like, listen, just keep just keep your head down, run a clean race, and you'll gain their respect, and then you can go racing with them. But don't think you're going to show up and be the guy because yeah. you ain't. It was uh, ridiculous to, to to for it to even be announced, and it was almost um, like Bill I'm said sure. before approval, before yeah. approval. And I'm sure NASCAR was like. What the what the fuck? I mean, I, I couldn't imagine NASCAR being just as confused as hell. It was like, did, did they? Did, did, somebody just told me they announced Jennifer Jo Cobb was driving to Talladega. I mean, I just I could just see them and they're like, what the hell? Um, you know, Billy, they, you might be right. It might be. It might have been a, just a publicity stunt to begin with. Yeah, that's yeah. what it had to be. I would hate to think. I would hate like, to think. Like I don't talk. I was yeah, hey, we're talking about it now, and uh, and I got a cigar. Yeah, and we're smoke. talking about it now because we just got sucked in. Yeah, um, let's go to Kansas, uh, Rob. This is a, a a pretty damn fast track, and yes. uh, you know before the wreck that uh, Ryan Newman had at, at Daytona, uh, this was one of the uh, this was probably the 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 worst racetrack for drivers on getting hurt. Eric Almarola had a, a, a bad crash there and hurt his back a couple years ago. Dale Jr., um, I mean, uh, the beginning of his concussion woes, uh, well, maybe not the beginning, but the, the beginning no. of the end of his no. – uh, Was that from a test there? I was there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I we, just – We were doing a tire test for Goodyear there when, 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 when things went stupid bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. Track. I'm. That's right. 
it's a fast track. Back to that and it's upsetting me. Go ahead. And, and you got to be. Uh, I mean, it's it's you got to be on your on on point. But we're going mile and a half track racing. This is the meat of the of the season here, and I mean, there's it's a long time before we get a chance at a at another uh, uh, tapered spacer race and that sort of thing. And and I like this race, Billy. Hey, the last our tapered spacer race is uh, the cup. When you say tapered spacer race, you're talking about like a super speedway, like Daytona yeah, Vega. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, the next the next tapered spacer race is the cutoff race for the playoffs that's right Um, and that's going to be oh my god you talk about crazy uh but but this is the way this year started i don't it better be crazy in capital letters dan (laughs) yeah yeah with three exclamation points Mm. um but this is this billy this has been one of the best mile and a half tracks from a fan's perspective Probably yep. over the last ten years. I mean, Homestead's always great, but Kansas usually puts on a pretty decent show even before this new package. Uh, we're excited to see Kansas is one we usually uh, rip glut fast about because he's always complaining yeah. about Talladega, Talladega. But we see right. more people hurt at Kansas here. A little. That, that's right, and, and it's turned out to be a pretty good racetrack. Rob, the uh, the package has certainly helped here. But the tire situation is one that you watch closely because, as you said, you were there when Dale Jr. hit. Uh, you get some big speeds coming into the corner here, and uh, tire wear is something you watch closely here, yes? Yes. Um, this, this racetrack, and, and, and hats off to Goodyear because we, we're, we're on – I can't think – I'm going to be honest with you. I can't think of a track where we go to now – where we're starting to like where you walk in, they're like, oh shit, you know, we gotta we gotta watch this, we gotta watch that, we gotta watch this, yeah. And even Kansas with the speeds there, um, and you know that's one of those that's one of those mile and a half that they dive onto the apron coming yeah. off a of four and have yeah. to make the transition before they get in the one, and they all do it to gain position, yeah. And you know because there's speed there, and yeah. and the thing about it is is that puts deflection on the tire that probably the models don't show and it hasn't yeah. been tested for. Um, but that being said, yeah, tires are going to play a part here. It's a mile and a half. Uh, it's not our oldest track, but, it, it, you know, it, you're going to want tires. You're going to want tires there. Yeah. Tires are going to make you feel good, especially at the speed. Yeah. I mean, because you're – I mean, they are hauling the man. And the funny thing about Kansas is you, is you watch the weather there because uh, this, and in my head, this track has turned into one of those weather tracks. Like, uh, like Charlotte used to be super temperature sensitive, Indy, super temperature sensitive. Um, You know, like, you know, five degrees of asphalt temperature was a big deal, a huge deal as far as tire performance and what you want to do with your race car. And, Uh, beginning of the week, it was, oh, you know, it's going to be 78 and sunny. And we're thinking to ourselves, hell yeah, that's what we want. <laughs> we want that asphalt hot because our guy does well there. Yeah. You know, when, when, when it comes to a point where you got to, you know, you got to take care of your tires and you can't burn the right front off, burn the right front off or, or you know, just abuse your shit, you know, you got to take care of your stuff. Our driver thrives in that because he yep. is all about taking care of his equipment. He will run hard, but he will take care of his equipment. 
He might not. He might not. He might be two tenths off in the first five laps of that run. But I can tell you this: by halfway, by the time you burn off that first can of gas, yeah. he's as fast or faster than the leader. Yeah. You know, and, because he takes care of his stuff. And Kansas, there's so much speed there, like Billy alluded to. There's so much speed there, and you don't even. You don't even see it. You can't. You can't see it on TV, and and it's even hard to see when you're there because of the way the tracks laid out. But they yeah. are hauling the mail. Corner entry speed is freaking awesome. Well, you mentioned um, saving up your stuff is what you got to do there. Here's some of the guys that are the best in the business at that. Martin Truex Jr., who's got, uh, he's pretty damn good there. Uh, Kevin Harvick, he's pretty, yeah, uh, he's done all right. Pretty, yeah, he's done all right. Brad Keselowski is another guy who knows how to save his tires and and that sort of thing. And and saving your tires for these long green flag runs, uh, or 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 getting there till like especially in the in the last stage where they're usually a few laps longer, it 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 absolutely can yeah, make. Yeah, there's a green flag stops to Kansas. Yeah, There'll be a green a, flag stops at least one, at least yeah. one. And it's absolutely going to play a, play a factor in who wins this race. And uh, and it, 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 listen, I used to see plenty of Texas Motor Speedway victories by 25 seconds, Billy. I don't think yeah. we're going to see a 25 second victory at at Kansas Motor Speedway. We're going to see a 25 second victory ever. Yeah, maybe it's never. Um, and, and the other thing here about that track is. Damn, it always is windy there, and sometimes it can play an effect out there on those cars. Kansas. You live in uh, Texas, Dan. Yeah. You live in well, Texas, and you're going to tell a man, it's always windy there. Shit, dude. Well, yo, there's uh, – Y'all fly tight in 40-mile-an-hour winds down there. You're like, oh, yeah, there's a little breeze. Well, we, uh, we there's three barbed wire fences between here and Canada, and I think two of them are in Kansas. Um, so uh, it, it, uh, it, it, it blows pretty through, hard through there. But, Billy, are we going to let Wags have his picks that he, that he said he, he won last week? And he, and he says no. he turned picks in. Hold or, on. I, hold on. I mean, we, hold on. There's no way, right? No. Hold on. First off, Wags, who's not even getting points in this series, thinks he's going to make his picks first. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think – I think we need to take and he's a He's a part-timer in this series, is he not? Yeah, well, we need to take a vote. And I say the winner does not pick first the next week. Uh, all in favor, say aye. Yeah, well, that's right. That we already did. I, I don't think he's got enough points to pick first, does he? No, he does not. So, and I and I think the the uh, the the we had um, so Billy. I think you're the one that hasn't won in the in the last because I won, oh, Wags right. won, Rob won. So that means you're up, Billy. Yeah, and screw uh, you, Jimmy Wags. I'm going with <laughs> Kevin Harvick. No, take not Kevin Harvick. Take his pictures up, Teddy. Take his pictures. Jimmy Hamlin because I want I want the text message to come later. Yeah. <laughs> Who you got, Billy? Who you got? Denny Hamlin. And Eric Armadillo. Okay, the 11 and the 10. So you're taking two non-winners. You're taking the 11 and the 10. That's what he said. 10 races, 9 winners. 11 races, 10 winners. All right. Well, Rob, who you got, bud? The door's wide open. Do you by the helmet? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 
He sure as hell does. Who you got, Hey, the sad part about it is, is just because I said something, this is going. It's going to be prophecy, and he's going to like good things are going to happen for Billy. And I'm going to get a text message, dude. I won't even be on the plane. Yeah, I'm home from Kansas. I'll get a text message from Billy. Told you. You know what I mean? That that'll be about. You won't even be off a pit road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I won't even I won't even be out of my fire suit yet. There'll be a text message waiting to be like, you know, the six text messages, you know, hey tough day, you know, hey good day, you yeah. know, whatever, and it'll be like Billy Bradley. Told you. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you picking, Rob? Oh, Kansas. Uh Kansas. I'm gonna take uh Ryan Blaney. And mm, Ryan Blaney and Chase Elliott. Mother Fletcher. Um, Because before you even went, I wrote down the 19 and the 9. Because I think the – I think – I think Chase Elliott is – He's, he's due. due. Um, yeah, he, he's due. He's seen everybody else there win. And, and if, uh, and if Stroke Race up there in Virginia didn't take Harvick, I would have gone Ryan Blaine and Harvick. Yeah. Well, wait, uh, Well, hang on a minute. Um, Harvick's not gone. All right, I thought he picked the four. No, Who? I went the 11 and the uh, – yeah, he picked, he oh, picked the 11 and the hold 10. On, hold you on, want man. the four? Scratch that out. Hell yeah, I want the four. All right. I, I, well, that's who I thought you were going to take was the, was the four, the 12 thought, and the four. I thought he took the four. I'm sorry. I, I, I did I, say the four like, first. Hey, Easter egg right here. Yeah. Um, he, he said the four, and then he, and yeah, he backed I'll off. The, I'll take the 12 and the four. Well, the thing about this thing is, is that this is – I can see Ford doing very well here at this track. Um, you know, Pesky is is Pesky seems to do very well here. Logano just flipped, and and that son of a bitch will be laser focused. Um, Keselowski, uh, I mean, he's got a victory, and, and he's he's riding some. He's not going to go back to back though. Yeah, I, I don't I don't see that happening. I, so the twelve is a good pick. I think Martin Truex Jr. Just because I I think he's I think he may be our first. Uh, I think he may be our first three timer boys. I, I something make, just makes me feel like that is that's him and and Chase Elliott. Well, fact, I, I just think he's, he's a two time winner and he's done so well there. That's a pretty yeah. solid pick. Yeah, and they've you know back when um, his other crew chief of the Canadian, I can't remember his damn name. Uh, um, really? I, you know he he Cole yeah uh, what yeah yeah the Cole Perk. You can't remember uh, the T-shirt. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, I do remember the T-shirt. I just don't. A Pern star. Um, yeah. No, I'm not uh, even talking about that. He he never wore a uniform shirt. He wore a T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. I wore a T-shirt said, the whole time. That said furniture row on it or whatever, you know. Yeah. He he never yeah. wore the whole collared, you know, branded, you know, shirt that everybody wears. He wore a T-shirt all the time. Yeah. That was Good for him. You got beat by the uh, T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> he got what? You got beat by the T-shirt. You know, oh. any, any time the 19 won or the 78 won? Yeah. 
You got beat by the T-shirt? Come on, man. Yeah, you got beat by the T-shirt. Yeah, that's <laughs> funny. Uh, uh, but I, but even before uh, Cole Pern was there, um, or, or 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 since Cole Pern's been there, Martin Truex Jr. has certainly uh, been able to get around that racetrack, and I, I think he, I think he brings it home and. and and the nine has got to break loose sometime. I, we're all waiting for it. We're all waiting for the four to do it. Um, uh, so it'll be – I'm very I'm surprised. The 11 that, to do it. Hey, the, the usual suspects yeah. are missing in action. Yeah, and, and I think and that, what, one of those guys are due. What race are we in? 11. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. Yeah. 8, 9, 10. Yeah, we're at race 11. Yeah. And the you and the three usual suspects, yeah, haven't haven't had any confetti. No, they haven't. I mean, our our, our past crazy. our past champion has no wins, and uh, and and last season's top win and getters. And two big no winners wins. have no yeah. wins. That's crazy, it's right? Like, I, I, it sounds like we're all waiting for them to do it. Kansas may be be the one, and uh, hell, we'll find out on. On Sunday, I've got a um, a glass and a half of bourbon to go finish, and it's a Sorry. dark light up. Um, Sorry, we went long, Dan. Sorry, we went <laughs> long. We were just trying to talk. We we're just trying to, you know, do our thing. We're sorry we we got in your way there. Well, Hopefully this has got to be your game. tomorrow. Uh, well, it's it's looking that way right now, and that's why I'm getting ready to hop out and, and get this uh, get and get, get some other more bourbon because in. why not? Yeah, I, I'm going to have some time to recuperate tomorrow. But, Rob, be safe and good luck up there in Thank Kansas. You. For Philip Bradley, for Rob Lopes, I'm Dado. Let's go racing in Kansas, y'all. See, be Let's safe. go racing. See you guys. Awesome. Hey, guys. Jimmy Wags here. And I want to talk to you about a great new partner we have on Off the Rails. Now, you guys know, obviously, I'm a huge NASCAR fan. And on social media, I always tweet out all the new pictures of all the great new diecasts that I've collected over the course of the years. I love to collect NASCAR diecast, so when we decided to partner with CircleBDiecast.com, I was too excited. CircleBDiecast.com has all your NASCAR diecast needs with tons of drivers to choose from. You can get standard finishes to pre-ordering race win diecast of your favorite drivers. CircleBDiecast.com also sells NASCAR drivers hats, T-shirts, and so much more. So when you place an order with CircleBDiecast.com, use the code SLOPPYYELLOW, and you get free shipping on all orders over $20. Once again, that's code SLOPPYYELLOW, S-L-O-P-P-Y-Y-E-L-L-O-W, and get free shipping on your order of $20 or more. Also, what was great about CircleBDiecast.com is that they're a military-owned and operated company. So make sure you check them out and all the cool diecasts and NASCAR products that they have to offer. That's CircleBDiecast.com.